Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 239 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. We got double duty tonight. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> duty. That's great. I didn't know where you were going, so I started to like say, "Yeah, we do." And then always I comes back around the Family Guy. It's the bit. It's the Family Guy bit. So I, I apologize for those listeners who heard me cut him off there. But a lot of great stuff to do tonight. We're double dipping tonight, as Sam just alluded to. So you're hearing this one, but we also at the same time dropped our 2021 E3 predictions, and it's so hype because there wasn't an E3 last year. So it's just so yeah. nice. To have this back in our lives. You know, it, it, where the world is finally coming back alive, it's good to see that they're going, like most people are going forward with, you know, E3. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. And even those who aren't haven't been for a couple years. So, yeah. you know, Sony is doing its thing and that's awesome. And uh, we're going to talk and, about that. And, and they don't need it. Like, you know, we said that on the pod before. Well, when you have a state of play in your own style, yeah. you can, you know, they had PSX before. So there's opportunities. Plus, they do heavy Paris Games Week and there's Gamescom in Germany. So we got time for PlayStation to do its thing, but we are going to do it as a bonus episode. So your episode now isn't three hours long. So uh, if you're interested in E3 2021, we got our predictions right now as a bonus episode uh, on our feed. It dropped at the same time. So Really, really excited. I mean, it's already 8.30 at night, and we just started episode one, so it's going to be a long one, especially because I'm dropping them both in the morning. I already told my wife, don't expect me in bed tonight. I'm probably going <laughs> to fall asleep on the couch. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be on the couch. Um, so that's that. We don't hate each other. I'm just a very long editor. Uh, but we got a really exciting 2.39 for you before E3. I mean, we got some E3 news in here, but we're going to start with our picks of the week. We'll do trivia, where I have come back like a phoenix rising from the ashes to take a five and a half to five lead over Sam in the trivia challenge race to 11 win by two. Sam will take over in gaming where we're going to talk about God of War sequel, Sony bend horizon forbidden West E3 plans for a bunch of different companies really looking for that. And also if you're a battlefield fan, you're going to want to stay uh, around for the gaming section. I'll take back over the hosting duties for news. We're going to talk a little bit about teenage mutant ninja wedding crashers. And I'm really looking forward to that conversation. <laughs> A story just dropped before we started recording that we added to the rundown that's John Wick related. So I know, Sam, you're going to be so hyped to talk oh, about it. Came out of nowhere, too. I love it. It Left field is an understatement. It, it, was, it was literally, what, five minutes before we started the pod? Uh, honestly, it was, and it's great. It's, a one, it's wonderful news as well. So stick around for that. And TV, that's where our top three is going to lie. The TV tonight is a lot of like reminders. But then something was canceled, and we're going to do our top three around that. We're going to talk about our top three favorite shows that only lasted one season. And we've each even tried to predict a couple of each other's on the list. So I'm excited to have that conversation. Yeah, I, I think I, I only have I think I only have like one of yours locked down 100 percent. I have all three of yours, but I would say two, I'm confident in two of them. I, yeah, same. I would say two. I think you got. Now, uh, now that my list is complete, like there was a <laughs> dude, there, there was a couple shows that if I started, I had a feeling that would have been on the list. But since I didn't watch them, I left them off. I'm going to take a screenshot of my phone right now with the time on it. Just so you know, I wasn't lying. That's uh, that's dude, how I, I, I'm not worried about that. I, I know that's you how about it. 
and then let's see. Um, yeah, so we'll do that awesome list. I got one quick impressions in music. Uh, one of my favorite new bands. They were my number two uh, album of the year last year. They've dropped a new EP. It's out right now, Hot Mulligan. Uh, I'm going to talk about my impressions of that EP. And then Sam will end us with a CGCTCG. I cannot wait, but let's start where we customarily do with our picks of the week. My pick of the week is something that we both loved. And I waited until everything was done. Give everyone a shot to watch it. It's the Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney+. Plus. It's it's fantastic. If you grew up in the 80s or 90s, you watched the three original OG Mighty Ducks movies, you'll absolutely love this. It's about a kid that gets cut from the Ducks team. Obviously, years past it. It's not what it used to be. He gets cut. His mom sees them all down, and they form a new team, the underdogs. Well, the don't bothers. The don't bothers. Well, you know, the, yeah, the, the don't bothers. They are the underdogs, but their team name is the don't bothers. The don't bothers. And, you know, they eventually try to make it, you know, to the same league where they were. And, and honestly, real quick, don't bothers. Worst, worst team name in the history of fake sports. I hated it. It was so annoying to say two words like that. So bad. No, I I agree. I'm glad. Yeah, I, I don't want to say. I, I, yeah, I don't want to say too much, but the was, underdogs would have been a better team name. I'll no, just I, I agree. I agree. Um, I I, I guess now, now that you say that, yeah, it's like you're right. Yeah, the name does kind of it's like all right, it, it gets weird, but it's again, it's. I think you said it perfectly. This was more for the younger generation, and Cobra Kai was more for the like the older, the like you know. And I, I I just think if you would like the, like, I know like some people hated the original, you know, the three movies. If you, I I get it. We were kids when we watched it. So of course we loved it, but they hold up. Damn it. I just watched all three of them. (laughs) Did did you, you you did go back. All three of them. Yeah. So it's like, I I don't know. I I just had, I I look forward to every week watching this damn show. Just a quick, you know, 30 minutes, maybe 27 minutes with, you know, the credits at the end. And I absolutely loved it. If you have Disney Plus, I couldn't recommend the Mighty Ducks Game Changers anymore. I have a deep, deep love of hockey. And like that's where these seeds were sown is watching the Mighty Ducks growing up, all three of them. It's ironic that the first Mighty Ducks movie is the one I by far watched the least of. Two, I watched constantly, and three was not far behind. I can quote almost every line to at least the latter two. The first one I know every scene by now. I've seen them all Mm -hmm. over 20 times probably. And going back and watch them again, it's just such a nostalgia trip, and it's yeah. it's so they're so and bad. And, and, and just seeing Emilio Estevez, you know that that's yeah. Coach Bombay, man. And and, yeah. and still, I didn't hear anything about a season two. Knock on wood. Hopefully, they don't I get did. canceled. I heard a thing about season two. I'll I talked again. It. There's always when they're doing the show, you're always writing sequels. But until I see greenlit yeah. for season two, I'm a little nervous because you know I know I know this Disney Plus, but you know Netflix has been known to chop a show after one season and you know i just I, i'm just tired of getting into a show and enjoying it and poof, it's gone just like that yeah and you're not wrong i mean disney it, it was never trending you never saw twitter kind of blow up over other the nostalgia take over the internet type thing but the new york times did a write-up saying that the two best streaming shows right now on disney plus going are big shot and mighty ducks game changers yeah and that included the bad batch so you know, that's a pretty high oh, compliment. It's way better than Bad Batch. I'm sorry. It's a really <laughs> I, high compliment being honest. from the New York Times, which still holds weight even as print journalism is, is going downhill. Yeah. So, and the newspapers are kind of almost a thing of the past. So, like, it's a still, it was a nice compliment. And you're right. The show is fantastic. I mean, like, it's, it's, it's not, 
I said earlier before it starts, I said if this is this has a chance to be like you said, the Cobra Kai, you know what? Oh, that no, you did know, for I, I, I said that you said that in the yeah, beginning. yeah. But like, I think that I think that that's kind of true. Except Cobra Kai clearly stormed the world a little bit more. Netflix, you know, still does have double the subscriber count, and so and it was on YouTube for years. So. But you're right. Show's phenomenal. It's so cute. It's so funny. It's so sneaky funny. Yeah, Nick, is, it, like, Nick is hilarious. You have a corny moment or two in there, but you as do. long as you can get through that, I think you will really enjoy this show. Is it ironic that the corniest moments of the show are when they're actually playing hockey? Yeah. <laughs> like the main re- – yep, 100%. It, like, there are there's a couple of things that they do on the ice, and not I'm not talking about the flying V. Sure, that's corny, but they do this this thing, and especially how they like – score a winning goal in one of their games. I mean, no shocker. They win a few here and there. Uh, that was just so unbelievably stupid. And like even the on ice action, it's kind of low budget and kind of trashy, but the off ice stuff is, is just super charming. It's super good. And uh, I will say coach T who coaches the mighty ducks is one of the main characters of letter Kenny. And anytime I could talk about that <laughs> show. Yeah. We know anytime there, there's the name drop. Yeah, that's one of my favorite picks of the week you had in a long time. It's it's excellent. And it's over now. So if you want to go check it out, you can watch the whole first season on Disney Plus. I think 10 episodes, right? Yep, 10 episodes. My uh, pick of the week this week is also a trip down memory lane. Um, it's a documentary on – it's currently on Hulu. It debuted in 2018, so I can't tell you where it was housed before. But right now you can watch it on Hulu. I have the ads version of Hulu, not the ad free. And so I was like, damn it. I don't want to watch anything long because there's going to be an ad break. No, for documentaries and movies, they do 90 seconds up front of ads and then they don't do any more. It's amazing. I love that. You can't beat that. You cannot beat that for six bucks a month. I loved it. The Orange Years, the Nickelodeon story documentary. An hour and 42 minutes all about the creation of Nickelodeon and it stops right before SpongeBob. So it's literally what we grew up with. Oh, that is awesome. It actually, I think it even stops before. Of course, I don't have it, but I think it's before. I think it even stops right before Rocket Power, like that gas. It stopped right before. Remember Nick Gas? Yeah, of course. So it hits. Angry Beavers and uh, Hey Arnold, and then that's kind of the last Nicktoons it touches. So we're talking the literal orange, the golden years. They call it the orange years, but like, dude, Double Dare, Get, yeah. Guts, and Nick Arcade, and all that, and Keenan and Kel, and all you know, the Doug Rugrats, uh, Ren and Stimpy, even all the stuff before that. Like, I love like Wild and Crazy Kids, and What Would You Do, and all that. Are you afraid of the dark? All of it. There's Returning actors, Danny Tamborelli, Lori Beth Denberg, Drake Bell, Michael Bauer. Yeah. The Salucha Shorts cast is on there. Like, dude. Yeah, they're, they're all the OGs. They're all the people that we watched growing up. It's a wonderful, wonderful documentary from Scott Barber. Um, like I said, an hour and uh, and Adam Sweeney. And it's an hour and 42 minutes. You can check it out now. It's got an eight on IMDb out of 10. Like, this is a That's solid. An, and I would kind of lay it right up there. I don't think it was missing really anything. I think a little bit more on those earlier game shows like What Would You Do and Wild and Crazy Kids. I would have liked a little bit more on that. It kind of went right to the yeah, double there. At that point, it's going to be the preference. Whatever you kind of whatever showed you know drove you to more, you're going to of course you're going to want more than that. It, it kind of went to double there because that was the one that really put him on the map from a game show perspective. Yeah, yeah. So, but like Mark Summers is in there doing a bunch of stuff. Kirk Fogg is in there. Phil Moore, our friend from the and he's the one who actually put us onto this documentary when we interviewed yeah, him. He told us, yeah. I've been waiting a while to watch it, and now I was able to. So you can check it out right now on Hulu, The Orange Years, 
the Nickelodeon story. You want to talk about a nostalgia trip. It's just wonderful, wacky, funny, and it puts you right back into your childhood. If you're an 80s or 90s kid like Sam and I are, this is right up your alley. I can't recommend enough. So some really nice nostalgia picks of the week this week. I love that. I want to see if I can get that. Let's. You can you can absolutely listen. I'll give you my logins if you really want to watch it. You can have my Hulu logins just for a day, and then I'm going to change. My yeah, mind. just for one day, I change it. You're locked out forever. <laughs> Let's go into trivia. Five and a half for me. Five for you. I'll give you the question first. I think you're going to take the lead on me here, at least momentarily. I told you it's a lock for you, and uh, you're not even going to need the choices. I'm right. bring it. I'm I'm confident that you got this. In the Last of Us Part Two. How many total characters do you play as? Uh, I think that don't you three. Correct. I wanted to trip you up and try to think you play as Tommy because you're doing that sniper mission. Yeah, I remember that. I was going to say, I was like, wait a minute. Then I was like, wait, Joel in the beginning. I won't won't go into who they are because there are some people that haven't played it. Yeah. But three total characters. Prepare yourself. Some longer than others, but yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I told you you'd get it. If you saw Lord of the Rings, you'll get it. (laughs) All right, here we go. uh, Hold on. Let me change it real quick because you got that without the answer. So now it's six for you, five and a half for me. Let's see if I can tie it up or take the lead back. Yeah. Something tells me we're going to be knotted up. (laughs) What is the name of the second installment of Elder Scrolls? Morrowind? Um... See, that's what I was, I was like, he, and I, I knew you knew like Elder Scrolls, so I, I thought this is a fair I, question. I don't, I don't play them, um, and I'm, I, I, I know them all because they were Xbox exclusives. But yeah, I was gonna say, but you know them, yeah. Of course I do. Elder, uh, uh, Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, um, but there's there's six of them now with Elder Scrolls Six kind of I, on I the horizon. I don't even know how many there are. There's six, and then there's ESO, which is Elder Scrolls Online. So you want the second one? Yeah, the second installment. Oh, my my! Obviously, you heard me. My um, what's the face? My mind went to Morrowind. Let me just kind of think back. Yeah, like, like are, dude, I, I wonder I, if you're. I've never even I've never even played the Elder Scrolls, so I I have no skin in the game here. This is just I I saw it. I thought it was a good question. So like, there are side ones. So like, are you counting like? Elder Scrolls Online. Well, I guess that doesn't matter if it's the second one. ESO came out after that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I think this is the original. So let me think backwards. There's six. Five was Skyrim. Four was Oblivion. That means three was Morrowind. So that means I don't know two. I know nothing before that. So give me the answers, and I hope that it's Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, and another one. And I'm just going to take that answer. All right. Let's see if that pays off. Yeah. You have A, Blood Moon, B, Oblivion, C, Morrowind, or D, Daggerfall. Fuck, there's two of them on there. Damn it. All right, so it's Daggerfall, and what was the other one? Blood Moon? I think Blood Moon was DLC so or per, like expansion for so Morrowind. Per we, right. So I was going to say, per what you said, it's either A, Blood Moon, or D, Daggerfall. Sure. Yeah, I'm between Daggerfall and Blood Moon. I think Blood Moon was a DLC or an expansion for Morrowind, which leads me to da- Dragonfall or Daggerfall? Daggerfall. Well, I'm going there. We're all knotted up at six, baby. Let's fucking go. I that's normally how overthink your, that's myself. That's how you talk yourself you know, to the top on that one, brother. Great job. Oh, my God. Hey, listen. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But tonight, 
my Xbox. No, no, and you, and you, I think you even said that my question was a layup. I don't think that's a layup. That's kind of tricky. Like it's been a it while a, since I played it. I had to think about it for a second. You know, I was almost tripped up. There was a potential for a trip, 100%. but you did a great job keeping your balance. Yeah, oh. you, uh, you sneaky bastard. And I'll take it over in gaming, and we'll start out with like I think this is this is the biggest story, but I don't think this is a surprise. You've said this from the beginning. God of War sequel has been officially delayed until 2022. I would agree that it's the biggest story of the week in gaming. Um, really, because everything else, it's like, oh, they announced the E3 plans. No shit. Yeah. They're going to yeah. have something. So, yeah. so yeah, I would agree that this is the biggest story. But like you said, it's we we from the literal day this was announced last July, we said, or June, whenever the PS5 was unveiled, we absolutely said not making 21. Just give us 22. Let's rip the bandaid, get it over with. Yeah. And, and yeah, now we know it's 2022. There's two things about this that are weird. One, it is, it's also coming to PS4. And it's like, yeah, I was, dude, I, was shocked, I was shocked when they said that, but it makes sense how many PS4s they're out there. Oh, which is, man, I was just, I, I was just excuse. a little, I was just a little shocked. I hate that excuse. And here's why. There's two big reasons why the well, there's a lot of there's 110 million PS4s in the wild, and I've made that excuse before. So like I I hate myself for saying it, but I'm kind of over it now because 2022 it'll be a year and a half since the damn console's been out. Like that's some time you got to move on at some point because it ain't coming out January 1st. So like we're gonna have to eventually kind of move past the PS4 generation. And if you remember a few weeks ago. On this very pod, we said that PlayStation 5 was the fastest selling console of all time and the highest grossing. And part of that statistic was at this time, six months into its life cycle, I think now like seven or eight, there are more PS5s in the wild seven months in than there were PS4s. So at that, when you take that logic in by chance, yes, a ton of people uh, don't have the console that want it. And there are 110 million, uh, you know, users or subscribers in the PS4 generation. I get all that. But at the same time, PS5 is a absolute beast right now. And when you make a game for both, it suffers. And that's a big problem because you have to take into account the PS4 audience. So you can't push the hardware, the PS5 to its limits. I'm looking for a true next gen experience a la Ratchet and Clank. And I can't even get that from God of War in 2022. That's a little bit disappointing. Oh, so you so you think the graphics are going to be lacking on the PS5 version? Mm, that's the thing, though, because it's it's not made I natively mean, I, and only I, for the PS5. It's gotta it's gotta be able to do things that the PS4 can handle. I'm not saying it's not going to be 4K, 60, or 4K even 120 with no loads. I'm not saying that. But when you have to make a game with the PS4 in mind, you have to te- you have to keep in your mind the limitations of that hardware, and you can only do so much with it. The PS5 will surely be enhanced and upgraded, but it's not being natively made for that, like Returnal, like Ratchet, and there will be that's some aspects that suffer from that. Not, it's not going to be terrible by any means. I mean, that's a good point. I mean, I, I'd like to think there was two teams. Like here, you have a PS4 team. Here, you have a PS5 team, but I, I'm sure that would be... Quite, quite more expensive. That's than it tough. Is. Yeah, that, that's really tough. I mean, you could do that on like a port of an older yeah. game or whatever, or like a remake of a, an existing game because the assets are already there. But a brand new game you're building from the ground up, I think that's that's really difficult to get a one to one. That's not to take anything away. Now that it's been delayed into 2022, it's officially my most hyped game of 2022, yeah. I, and that includes Pokemon Legends Arceus because I just, you know. I need to see more of both and I'll make a decision at that time. But like, 
I, I am so excited for it. And honestly, I'm perfectly okay with it coming out 2022. Like, I'm I'm not upset. Like, I don't. Th- we this expected year, it. You know, we expected again, it. Again, like at, at least for me, like, and this hasn't been like my gaming year that I've been into gaming. So, like, this, this little delay, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Take your time. We kind of. I think you said it right in the beginning. I think you texted me saying, I think they just said it to push PS5s, and and I I think you were right. So I put um, I I said on Facebook when we made this announcement, like you're gonna want to tune in for our opinion on this delay and normally we have the opinion of you know a delayed game is eventually good a rushed game is forever bad all that and i do subscribe to that and i do believe it and i don't excuse me think that that's necessarily an issue here i'm totally on board with the fact that you want to make it better go for it my issue is and the reason i think that my take is hot uh, is my only problem is that they said 2021 originally when the PS5 was launched to deliberately help drive PS5 sales out the gate and get more attention on the product because they knew that that name attached to that launch would be enormous. And that's a big problem for me because it was a ploy. For me, I never, ever, ever once thought for a second, for a second, that this game was going to launch or that they had an intention to release in 2021. And you'll never convince me otherwise. Nobody will. But with that being said, take your time, make a great game. You know we will. I cannot wait to play it. But it doesn't mean I don't like the shitty job they did fucking covering that up or ploying the fact that this was never a 2021 Guess what? They did it brilliantly. (laughs) Everybody's hyped. But like, (laughs) you know, I, I don't think we see a release date for this until 2022. Personally, I think we're talking. I think we're probably talking April, like the other. We're still a year away. The first game was April 2018. I think that this game will be April 2022. That's a four-year gap. That's plenty of time for a mainline sequel. I'll go. It also, it also, and that's fine. Right around E3, you get everybody hyped. You kind of steal a little bit of the spotlight. That's great. Um, And they're doing it this year with Ratchet, so it's not unheard of. So. I, that's that's fine for me you give me four years i was almost expecting because it was 2021 and it was announced in 2020 just two years after the original that this was going to be a smaller lost legacy miles morale style game now with a four-year development cycle with existing assets and now knowing it's coming to ps4 so they are using the existing assets from the first game they're not building new assets native to ps5 i think this could be a full-fledged 20 to 30 hour sequel I mean, it, again, like you said, if we're waiting four years, it, it better be a full game. I don't want to play a little, you know, Uncharted Lost Legacy. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I don't want a 40. I want to dive in again with, with Kratos. I want that that next adventure. I don't want a 40 to $50, 10 to 12 hour thing. God of War was really good at that 20 hour mark, and I'm I'm good there uh, with the second one. I don't think it has to go Last of Us where it's 31 hours. Yeah, yeah but I, I, that, that's you're you're pushing it to the max there. Yeah, 30 hours is almost like my cutoff, unless you're Ghost of Tsushima, because that game was just a wonder to play. Yeah, but, you, just, yeah. you just want to keep running around the, the map like a jackass. You, you sure do. And I don't want an open world God of War, please no. But if you give me another 20 to 22 hour, really engrossing, we all know the big twist at the end. Where are they going to take that? How is Thor going to play into this? And um, I, I think we got a lot of story to tell, and I'm, I'm excited. I just don't like how they did it. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't argue with that. Next up, Gran Turismo 7 will also come to PS4 upon release. I This game was also announced at the PS5 launch and a game that I was ready to pre-order for 2020. <laughs> and then it got delayed into 21 and then it got delayed into 22. Or actually, it was 21 got delayed into 22, I so believe. So you think now. the same thing? 
Uh, it's the literal exact same thoughts. I no, 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 not the ploy thing. The ploy thing. Yeah. I actually think that that was a uh, true delay because Gran Turismo literally always gets delayed. And uh, I read on the PlayStation blog from the PlayStation folks that this actually had a that they actually kind of made the decision on this game really recently to become a PS4 game as well. I think my thought is well, we're going to delay it. We're going to delay it anyway. Just put it out on PS4 too. If we're already going to yeah. delay it. No, again, and, and I, hey, I, I hear you might get upset about you're trying to move on, but with that many PS4s out there, like the way they're looking at it, like it's it's free money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let, let's double dip, sell for PS4 and PS5. It, if, it, it's just business. If it's going to be a delay, like if they have a hard date, like Returnal, that was coming out this year, pretty early on in the life cycle. Ratchet is June. Like, let's keep those PS5 exclusives. You got to give some people a reason to play their $500 paperweight. Like, that's what you you have to do. So, yeah, so right, right now, mine's pretty good. Blu-ray player, you know, it plays Netflix, great, Amazon. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you don't have any plans to play it for quite a while because there's no yeah. real titles coming out that entice you. Me, I'm looking for fucking anything. Like, I'm playing Borderlands 3 right now. I downloaded Uncharted 4 again, and, like, I'm ready I mean, to rock it, and It's roll. like, what, dive back in the ghost? Do I jump back into, you know, and I, like, you're, a you're, war again? You're also not – I'm going to play God of War probably next year and right right before this the sequel hits. Um, you're not a trophy guy, so there's not real in- yeah, incentive not for you to that, go that, platinum ghost. Best. Yeah, it's yeah. not me. I, I think I, I'm so glad I'm not that guy. You know, yeah, you, know, you get you know you play that for hours. I like platinum platinuming the like, <laughs> indie games like Herboxia yeah, yeah. and like stuff like that because it doesn't take that long. It took me. Yeah, seven you bang hours. that out in like two hours. You're like, all right, I'm banging. <laughs> like, great. Um, so with this, Gran Turismo Seven was a game on my list. I was getting it if it was going to launch originally when it said it was because there is literally nothing prettier like than a racing game. They make them so beautiful, yeah. and when you have the entertainment center I have with this big beautiful. I mean, it's not initial D, but yeah. it's it'll never be initial D. Uh, if I could stick a little card in my PlayStation that read my shit. Yo, I was looking on prices on eBay. You know, it's for, for, the, for the arcade we, cab. It's like twenty grand for the arcade cab. Yeah, I've been looking twenty. Yeah, Jesus. like with shipping and everything. Oh god, yeah. Oh my god, I'm staying far, far away. We'll, <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go halvesies. Uh, I wanted, come on, round one in the Chamonix. I wanted Gran Turismo Seven, and now, like, I'm over that. Okay, I want that racing game to look beautiful on this PS5. I've, I'm fucking over it. So by the time this game hits, I'm like, nah. Uh, you've lost me. Like they've, they've yeah. lost a customer, not like it matters to them for one. I customer. mean, I, I think it, once if there's a deal or something, I could see you cave mm-hmm. and get it. I've, no, because you I've won't never pay full price. I no, I won't. I've never played a Gran Turismo game. I've never been into the series. This was strictly because I wanted a beautiful racing game to play on my PS5, and that's all I have to do is show you a beautiful trailer for PS5. They and already like, did. Knees buckle. They already did. They did when they they announced it. They play. They showed gameplay, and that's what. Uh, but I'm like they've lost me and i guarantee you i will not cave racing games are not like a must-have for me like a action game or a platformer that was strictly a you know what sam that was a want not a need yeah i can't argue (laughs) ben studios is working on a new ip it was rumored uh now it's confirmed in the playstation blog that the creators of days gone for ps4 which i hated uh (laughs) Uncharted, Golden Abyss for Vita, Resistance 3, um, pretty you know good developer. They're going to be making a new IP, and it is not going to be uh, another Days Gone, obviously, but it will borrow mechanics and things from that open world. So I actually posed a question to Colin Moriarty, 
uh, because I am a patron of him at the $2 level. So I get to ask questions for the pod. I'm praying he reads it. He's a big bend guy. So maybe he'll read my question. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be very cool. I'd be one for one and I'd stop forever. Um, <laughs> just like you can, if you want to be a patron for us, shameless plug. Hey. But, but if you, you know, I said, do you think this will be a post-apocalyptic game and they'll kind of use that in, that environment still, it will be a complete switch up. So he's actually recording at the same time we are. So I'll, I won't know until tomorrow. But uh, well, by the time you're listening to this all today, but I am excited because I love new IP, especially for PlayStation. They love their first party titles. They love the third person action. And like, so I'm all in on whatever they build. But if it's another 40 hour open world title from days gone, folks, it doesn't get me super excited. I want that. Give me something fucking different. But if they're going to use open world mechanics from days gone, it tells me they're going to build another open world, which I'm respectfully probably going to pass on until it's 15 bucks. Like I got days gone for. Yeah. Sony believes horizon forbidden West will launch this holiday season, but it's not set in stone. No. And, and we've said 2021, as a matter of fact, on our bonus episode for our predictions for E3, one of them mine was going to be God of Wars delayed into 2022 and horizon makes 2021. I'm now no longer going to have to predict it's those about it. because they literally already happened. So taken two away already. Our show just got shorter. Um, but yeah, I have no reason to think this won't. I just think with all the pandemic and things like that happening, especially with cyberpunk, the way that was handled and how that was released broken. Sony is taking every precaution to not give a date too far out. You give us a date in May or June for a September title. A lot can happen in four months. So what I don't want to put the pressure on people like that. No, what I think health, what I think is this is a November game. It will be announced in September. And that's where I that's what I think we'll get the deli- the game for. I think we'll get a PlayStation blog post or a tweet that just says coming in November, whatever, uh, maybe October, whatever. That's fine, but it'll happen in September. I like that strategy. I like when Sony and Nintendo and and what they're doing, they're not giving us dates until two or three months before. You. Hell, sometimes they're not even announcing the damn game. Okay, dude. Until honestly, I'd rather than not give us a date. Just just work on it. Just you know, we'll be patient. We'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, I would say September gives us the date for a November release. Something I know you can't wait for. Nintendo has announced their E3 plans. Yep, uh, it'll be exactly what we said and thought. The Tuesday of E3, which is the 15th, I'm going to sneeze and I <laughs> don't have a sneeze button. Bless so you. This is my sneeze button. And everybody can hear me <laughs> press it. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to press it because it's even worse than the sneeze. Um, so yeah, Tuesday, the 15th of June at 12 noon, a 40 minute direct, which is very much in line with what they've done. The last two E3 directs were 42 and 43 minutes. So we're right there at that same time frame. The, it was the same length as the direct in February. So they got some stuff to show us. And then a three hour Treehouse live showing a ton of gameplay for a lot of the games announced here. So mark your calendars for Tuesday the 15th at noon Eastern for four hours of Nintendo goodness. Are you, you going to watch all four hours? <clears throat> I don't know uh, if I'll watch all the gameplay, but I'm, I'm definitely going to try to watch some. Um, the, the direct happens at my lunch, so I'm definitely going to be able to watch that. With the treehouse happening uh, during like what I would consider my work hours, I will unfortunately have to watch that when I go to bed that night, but I will watch all three hours. If it's like, see, I don't want to give away my predictions. If it's two, 
if it's any of the two games that I predicted will happen, no, I'm probably going to skip those. But if it's anything else on my predictions list, I'm all in. Um, gotcha. Especially, especially Breath of the Wild too, which I think will, I think we'll get a good. Yeah, game. we'll get a little tease, right? I think we're going to get 20 minutes of gameplay in the treehouse, not during the direct, but yeah, the treehouse. And I even think here's a prediction I didn't make on the well, I won't make when we record the other episode that the treehouse will at least announce one game. I think we're going to actually get a cool release of a brand new the game. It's Mario Kart that didn't die. Not that big, not that maybe like a Metroid or something, but like something that didn't make the direct will oh, be yeah. announced during the treehouse. Just give people another little suckle in the teeth. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but I, I, Mario Kart. What if they did? I bought a Nintendo Switch. Would you be happy? I Sam, I'd buy you one <laughs> at this fucking point, brother. <laughs> oh, I love it. Square Enix's E3 presentation will be Sunday, June thirteenth at three fifteen, which is right, which is forty five minutes after the Xbox showcase ends up. The Xbox showcase will be one to two thirty Eastern time on that Sunday. So give yourself a nice little water break and then come back for Square Enix. Don't go online and read it. The entire conference has been leaked. So and like Jason Schreier and others have said, it's legit and it's real. Do not do it. I've stayed away. Oh, it's, already, oh, it's already leaked. Please, the whole thing. So please oh, stay away. Man. Yeah, I didn't say it, so I won't be looking for it. Yeah, please, please, please stay away. I think that like <clears throat> they said that it's leaked, but the leak hasn't been released yet. They're like trying to hold it hostage, but leak. like expect it to be. Uh, and so like if you see Square Enix pr- press conference has been leaked, don't click. Just stay away and be surprised. But, you know, Square Enix will do its thing. You'll have your Marvel's Avengers shit and, and all that. Oh, gee, God forbid. Devolver Digital will have an E3 presentation on Saturday, June 12th. And they will announce Fall Guys' Switch and Xbox release date. And they're going to give us a really cool collab with like Marvel or something like that. Like we're going to get like something like an Iron Man Fall Guys costume or Captain America or something. That's going to be really cool. I mean, that, that's cute. That's neat. People are definitely going to, what, pay 2 $3 to get the skin or whatever it costs. I think it costs like two ninety nine on on the PlayStation Yeah, store. dude. And for, yo, sure. Fall Guys, for what it is, it, it's a fun game. I, I could see people throwing dollar two $3 for cool skins. Why, Ninten- why not? Nintendo will charge 10 That's <laughs> what they do. It's what they do. I, I'm a, I'm a so broken... Bad. I'm a bro. They won't act. I'm a broken man. I'm a. I'm a Nintendo fan. You know how hard that is to say. I'm they a Nintendo me. fan. It's been they, seven they, months. They broke you, <laughs> they, dude. They, yeah, they must break me. Far Cry Six is launching October seventh. We got a 14 minute gameplay blowout and oh, trailer. Yeah, we saw our boy. Yeah, yeah, Giancarlo Esposito. Can I tell you my biggest problem with this fucking presentation? It, they did. They said tune in at 12:30. Okay. Cool. They did an hour and a half oh, countdown, yeah. countdown, yeah. right? So it's like the screenshots and all that bullshit. An hour and a half. They get to twelve thirty. I go to twelve thirty. I'm again. I'm eating lunch, so I'm like, all right, let me check it out um, during my lunch break. I turn it on. They gave us a second thirty minute countdown. It didn't start till one o'clock. I didn't get to watch it till I was in bed that night. Like, are you? That audacious Far Cry and uh, Ubisoft that you are going to give us a countdown on top of a countdown for 14 <laughs> minutes or whatever it was like that's seven unac- minutes. That's unacceptable. I can't even remember how long it was. I think the trailer they released on YouTube was only like eight minutes long. So like, are you, aren't you embarrassed? 
serious that you gave us a countdown 10 times longer than what you showed it was embarrassing and the game didn't even look good like the environment looked great the character models look janky and i I, this i'm so out on far cry i just i was never a giant fan to begin with but this is just done nothing for me (laughs) excuse me e3 is doing an award show on june 15th to close out the show they do like a E3 award thing Rumble behind the scenes. Bones. Yeah, they do it like behind the scenes. This thing they're actually going to do. And they actually said we're going to get announcements during it. So like I, I pity the fools who have to make predictions for all of these conferences. Like it's your job on comic book or game rant to like get clicks because that's going to suck for you because it's it's almost impossible. I predict during the award ceremony that like it's impossible to do that. You're probably going to get very small indie titles and stuff like that. So uh, but it's cool to give the awards out. I mean, you could, you might as well just give them all to Breath of the Wild two now, unless you know Xbox comes with Starfield and and it looks amazing. But boy, howdy, uh, it's going to be cool to at least watch that instead of just hear about it. But you know, that's the same day as Nintendo, so like you're going to have to catch me coming down off my high for me to watch. Oh, that. oh yeah, you'll you'll be down the hill, or I'll be very visibly agitated like the last direct because it wasn't very good. You know, I'll let that's two weeks from now. Let me that's future Greg's problem. Yeah, I was gonna say positive vibes, brother. Yeah, baby. And the last story we got in gaming the next Battlefield game will be revealed on June 9th ahead of E3 and Summer Game Fest, which is June 10th. So, like, Jeff Keeley is like, you couldn't just give me 24 hours and let me be the one to like get all the clout. They probably had a pretty high price tag and they're very smart for doing it. You know, on the ninth, where every all eyes are already starting to be on gaming anyway, with Summer Game Fest the next day, and then Ratchet and Clank the following day. So, uh, E3 has actually come out with their entire schedule now. I'm not going to go through and read it all, but like Capcom and Take oh yeah, two, they, have, they have every day. Yep, yep. Yeah, they have every day with all of them. Ubisoft, they're forward. EA Play, all it's all out there in the ether. You can go check it out. I just highlighted the ones that I'll be interested in watching and everything. Um, but Battlefield 6 is a giant game, and there's no denying that it's the only game that has the potential to really take Call of Duty out from a military shooter perspective. And it does a really nice job when the game launches, but with Call of Duty doing annual releases, it's damn near impossible to take down from and now with Warzone. But like this is gonna be hype, and this is going to take over Twitter for 24 hours until Game Fest, especially if it delivers. Um, I think they got it, they gotta come with a a big multiplayer suite for people to get really behind. I think that'll have that. But what I'm looking for is a really engaging military story because I'm a single player sucker and I have no friends. Well, I know the doc's always been saying battlefield. He's been waiting for it to come out just to kind of put something else with Warzone Cause you know, a lot of well, Warzone has a lot of flaws, a lot of glitches and you know, you know, he wants something new and, and hopefully battlefield can bring it to the table. I continue to forget that you're a fan of the doc. Oh dude, the two times demand. <laughs> good for you and doctor back, baby we're, we're talking about doctor disrespect for the folks that do not uh that do not uh, no idea who the doc is not go- go- google him and you'll either love him or hate him there's no in between no <laughs> it, exactly there is love or hate <laughs> let's move into movies where i have the review for the conjuring the devil made me do it aka my plans for this friday night it is out now lucky uh, you i am visibly mad if the phillies get rained out I will have no choice but to pay attention to this movie, and I will hate every second of it. Though The Devil Made Me Do It is a smart recalibration of the Conjuring series, its successes have little to do with its strengths as a standalone horror movie. 
Ed and Lorraine's investigation may be an engaging mystery and their opponent is a franchise, uh, is a franchise best, but the scares are just not as potent in part as half of them center on a possession victim who's not really easy to root for. Despite that, the conjuring the devil made me do it is greater than the sum of its parts and functions best in how it opens the series up to new kinds of stories to tell in the future. Seven. Six. But I will tell you, they're telling me that I could be a little bitch because the scares aren't that bad. I bet that's a little positive yeah, I was for gonna me. Say, Oh, I can probably make it through this. I could take, I could make it through. I am okay with horror games. I just, I beat village by the way, Resident Evil village 14 or I, I was that's at, not bad. that's not bad. No, I was at nine and a half hours, but that's because I skipped the cutscenes for the first two hours. Cause I'd seen them already. I probably would have ended around 10 to 10 and a half hours, which I thought was a fucking perfect length, by the way, phenomenal game. Really great. But I love horror games, horror movies. They just don't do it for me. Not because I'm scared, actually. It's a misconception. They are boring and completely predictable, and I just don't like that. The Conjuring series, though, that does have a way to rattle my bones unlike any other. I've seen a couple in theaters, and it shook me a little bit because Ashley and you know Ryan and Rachel, they love horror, and I'm just like, can we watch a comedy? Uh, you know, I was that guy. I have huge anxieties. You don't want me in a movie theater with a horror movie. I was bad, dude. I had to run out one time because I was. Yeah, my there's, dude, there's too much starship. Throw on an action movie. Throw on a comedy. Yeah, for real. I, and I don't like movie theaters to begin with. But, you know, HBO Max, by the way, this is coming to HBO Max day and date with theaters. So I'll be watching that on Friday night on HBO Max. I hope you all do. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Seth Rogen's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie that was announced, I believe, a couple months ago now. Uh, has a release date of August 11th, not 2021, not 2022, for an animated movie, 2023. Are these the 3D models? I would imagine this is going to be CG because if it's taking two years uh, from now. I don't know if I'm going to like it. I'm th- it's not, I don't think it's going to be hand-drawn, no. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to. I'll prob- Maybe I'll, I'll eventually see it, but I won't. This one, I probably won't be going out to theaters or nothing like that in 2023 saying this. Um, I'll and, have unless a, the look just kind of shakes me. But if it's the, what I'm thinking in my head, no, thank you. I'll have an almost five-year-old and a two-year-old. Perfect. So I think I'm in. I think that's my excuse, at least to take Helena. Yeah, who no, that's five. perfect for you. Yeah. Um, I, I am excited to see what this is all about. Like you said, if it is 3d, uh, I'm sorry, CG, or if it is hand-drawn, I'm imagining it's CG. Fucking everything is nowadays. Uh, so yeah, but Seth Rogen behind it, maybe we get a PG 13, like, you know, kind of like that darker, like the first turtles. Yeah, that sounds about right. I would love that. Not the TMNT, not the Michael Bay. I get, give me that first 1990 Raphael yelling. Damn. I would, I wouldn't mind that uh, so much as like that teenage audience. That'd be cool. Wedding crashers two. cannot believe this. I got, I got a bone to pick with a Twitter friend and a listener of the pod. Uh, reportedly will begin filming in August with Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, Isla Fisher and Rachel McAdams all set to return. This is easily our second biggest story of the pod of the night. I, again, th- this is like one of my all-time favorite comedies. I, the Wedding Crashers is, you know, it could be a little long, but I, 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 I still love it. I, I love it from beginning to end. Everyone's coming back. I, I, I hope that we get Christopher Walken. I just hope he somehow appears in it because he is absolutely 
funny as hell in Wedding Crashers, and I I just kind of can't wait to see the gang back together. They just uh, have to be. They just have to be better than Zoolander two. What's the other one? Anchorman two. Anchorman two. There are the other two. As long as they beat them, them two, I, I'm I I am happy. Bone to pick with again, like I said, one of our pod oh, yeah. listeners and friends uh, at the corner view. Tyler, he says, "Oof, hard pass." I took that as complete disrespect. <laughs> personal. I heard him. So Sam, you responded back with a tweet. How dare you? I think I heard you typing that from two blocks over where we I, live. I, 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 I should get a, an apology in the DMs because that was just unacceptable. The vim, the vitriol, the vigor I, that I this man had. Girl, I just want to see my girl Rachel McAdams. It's been a while. Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, like this sequel we've been calling for it for years. They did the internship and it was intern the internship. One of them. They did that. It, it was okay, but it wasn't Wedding Crashers, and hopefully they, they bring something a little extra. Yeah, the they're 15 years older, though. That's rough. Like, they're starting to show their age a little bit, and, like, aren't these two old dudes going to be crashing? We're like, hey, like the Fonz. It's, I can, I, I'm can i interested to hear the plot because I, – I, like, I don't care, dude. It, it, it has to be better than Zoolander 2. Well, like, think about it this way. Dumb and Dumber – when they came back and did their true sequel, not the bullshit one with the younger versions of themselves, when when actually Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels came back, yeah. they were older and it showed and it was kind of a train wreck. So um, there's a third yeah, example. And, there's and, a yeah, third I gonna, example. I was going to say, throw that one in the pile too. Has to be a little bit better than that too. Um, now, like it you said, the, oh, it has the potential to be. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Let's not discount that. But I trust Owen and Vince. I mean, Owen Wilson, we saw him with Loki. He still looks good. Oh, he, he's fine. Yeah, he Absolutely looks fine. he looks fine. He doesn't look you know prim and proper like a spring chicken, but he's looking just uh, just dandy. I haven't seen Vince in a couple of I years. Get, yo, bring no, back. yes, I did. He was in that that slasher movie last year yeah. where they switched places. He looks yeah. fine too. Bring back Bra- uh, Bradley Cooper. Like maybe they go hunting or something. Like come on, we, we we could definitely we could definitely make a sequel happen. Now I will say to Tyler at the corner view, uh, I think it was earlier in the week when they announced that um, they said something like uh, there was a tweet out there like what would you think if Superman was a villain or something like that? And I responded like, he's boring and overrated. Oh, no, yeah, no, no. You it said like, what, what was an opinion that? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 What was your, what's your biggest Superman opinion or something like that? And I said, boring and overrated. And he responded back. Have you ever read this line of comics or something where he's the villain? And I responded back with a gif of, uh, he's a comedian from orange is the new black. I can't think of his name right now of like yawning and saying, nah, I'm all right. And he laughed. But when I tweeted this and I said, you know, he said, oof, hard pass. I said, give it a chance. He sent me back the exact same gift that I sent him or Jeff, whatever we call it. So kudos to you and touche for holding that grudge. He held a four-day grudge against me and said, I can't wait to use this back against him. That sandbagging son of a bitch. But Uh, he got me. I can't wait. (laughs) Just We're just going to play just the tip just to see how it feels. Uh, I, I am excited, oddly enough, too, for this. At least give me a trailer. If I laugh it, once, it, no, I'm Because you know it has potential. It does. It does. I, if I laugh once, I'm in. If I sit there for that trailer and say, oh, this is as bad as Space Jam, then we'll talk. But they, They're fighting words. Don't you dare say that. I have faith. Uh, also, it's a cult sequel. I'm sorry, a cult hit coming back for a sequel. The Amels are coming back for a Code 8 sequel. 
Yeah, like this is pretty great to hear. Code, you know, it was funded by us. I I took part in it. Got a uh, yes, you did. I a remember digital that. print signed by Robbie and and Stephen. Um, I know they were originally supposed to get an animated spinoff series on Quibi, but as you know, Quibi is shut down, and so we don't know nothing about the uh, animated spinoff. But we are getting a sequel, Code Part Two. I still didn't hear yet if they're still looking to be crown funded or if they got the money for the film. Because I'm looking at their box office, and the box office only says the first one made $150,000. So I doubt, I know it made a lot on video on demand. I assume that's where they made probably most of their money. Maybe this wasn't uploaded, but it's good to see that, you know, the, the movie that they kind of, that Robbie at least wrote himself, is kind of getting its, you know, getting a sequel. Yeah. And I, I think when it comes out, I'll give the first one that chance that I think it deserves. I think it's getting more praise now that it's had some time in the can and people are like catching on to what it was all about. Cause when it was critically, when it was first released, it was not critically well received. I think like as time is passing, it's doing some favors. to this. Movie. Yeah. And it, it, it was produced by Robbie and Stephen Amell. It was written by Jeff Chan. And it just, again, it's about a man with superpowers who works with a group of criminals who raise money to try to help his sick mother. And then, you know, shit unfolds from that came out in 2016 was a little short that they did. Then the movie came out in 2019. So took a little bit of time. Obviously, COVID <clears throat> didn't help, but it's good to see that they're making another. In our early, early days of the pod, you've talked about that. You, you know, oh, it was definitely help. my pick of the week. And our boy Sung Kang was in it, the guy from yeah. the Fast and Furious. So yep. and you, helping you will, fund, you'll enjoy it. And helping fund the film. You you had talked a lot about that too on this very – I mean, talking we're talking the very early days of the pod, single digits. We started in August of – or July 31st. 2016 is when we started. Oh, it, so. We were there in the beginning. We were there when the short came out. We talked about it. Boom. Mm-hmm. The fun that happened. Yeah, I got it in the mail. Yep. Everything. One of the most hype stories of the week just dropped. We alluded to it earlier. Oh, this, might just number, this might be number one. You're right. This, this right everything. before the podcast started. Donnie Yen has been cast in John Wick 4 as an old buddy of Mr. Wick. Oh, like th- this, like I, I didn't even hear it. You texted me like, I'm adding Dottie N to the story. I was like, what the hell are you talking about, Greg? <laughs> I obviously didn't hear the news, and then I, I just happened to open up my phone and see that he's in John Wick 4, and I almost crapped myself. <laughs> this, this is a way to, to bring something new to the table. And, like, again, I thought about it before I like went online and saw what it was. He could have been a, a, a perfect villain. And I'm like, oh, man, they could have went that route. But even better, it's his boy. Yeah. Oh, man, 4 is going to be a lot of fun. The text I believe I got said "loving life." <laughs> like honestly, like again, I know you. I don't think you were too much of a fan of three. I think no, for, not again, at all. Donnie coming in. I think that sparks a new interest for you, and I'm sure you're not the only one. Other people who love Donnie, of course, you're going to see what he's going to do. Him paired up with Keanu, I would love to see them fight scenes. I cannot wait. Yeah, I was definitely already in on four just because of how much one has carried me through. And to be honest, that damn nobody, puppy. nobody has really kind of re-sparked my interest in that style of movie. So like, I'm kind of in that. Unless you're John, the, the John Wick and, and yeah, right. The John Wick kind of nobody kind of thing. And and so, yeah, I was in on four to begin with. It gets delayed every three days for another year, but you know, we'll eventually see it. It's supposed to be out <laughs> by day. now already. It's funny. It was supposed to be out by now already, but they're still making castings. Like, does that tell you the state of the world or, or does it? Like, that's nuts to think about. Um, but yeah, Donnie Yen, um, for those who don't know who Donnie Yen is, Sam, can you just give a little bit of background? I mean, guys, I mean, if you're on, I, I just had it up. Of course, you asked when I just closed him down. But he was IP man. 
one, two, three, four. The finale came out what 2019. He's a legend. You think you know, when you think Jet Li, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, Donnie Yen, they're right there on the same level. Like he was OGs, also they're legends. If you don't watch um, IP Man, he was also in Rogue One. He was in Mulan, so he's really into the Disney. Um, oh, yeah, Marvel he was the blonde thing. fight. He was the blonde fighter. He was he was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So he's in a lot of that too. I mean, his he's fifty-seven. He's, he's get up there, but he could still do the damn thing. Oh yeah, yeah that's he, right. He was in Return of Xander Cage. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Blade Two. He was Snowman in Blade Two. Maybe other Blade movies I just missed, but lots of obviously movies over in um, in Asia. So seventy-four to be to be uh, total, but. Yeah, this is a legend, a legend, legend, legend. So to have him and with a martial arts background, so you know the action scenes, even at that age, like you said, he's getting up there. Oh, how can I forget Shanghai Nights? Oh, oh man, I forgot about that too. Hey, so he's talking. He, he was in a lot of. It, once you see his face, like, oh, Donnie, I know exactly who he is. Yeah, let's move into television with just two quick reminders before we get into the really the lone story. The one reminder is that remember this: Loki on Disney Plus has actually been moved from from Friday, June eleventh, up. To Wednesday, June 9th. Don't expect it on Fridays anymore. It's going to now drop on Wednesdays, and which which is perfect because we record on Thursdays. So instead of doing six days after it's released and doing our impressions and then a new one dropping, and by the time you know you're listening to our impressions, the new one's already out. Now we're going to be able to give you hot off the presses. It couldn't work any better. Impressions of these newer Disney Plus shows. So for episode 240 next week, we're going to have spoiler free impressions. Of the premiere of Loki. Wow. <laughs> no, no, I, I, <laughs> I really, I'm actually, ex- it's this kind of snuck up. Like I kind of just been putting it off, putting it off. And now that it's, it's, it's literally next week, I'm, I'm getting hyped for it. Yeah. Way to shit in the cheer. I am, I am though excited as well. Uh, Loki is the show <laughs> I've been looking forward to most. H- Hiddleston's uh, the man. Come on. He was made for this yeah. role. Out of all of them, Falcon was my most hyped. And then this one. So this is now the Falcons over. I mean, this shot right to the top. Yeah, this was like my number four, I think. So it's right up there for me. And it's nice because it comes out, you know, now that we don't have a Mighty Ducks, it's a week after that's over. I still have. Let's be honest. Yeah. But Bad Batch ain't doing it. Nah, it's it's, Bad Batch. Bad Batch is it's not scratching that itch. Like, I need some help. That's why Loki's coming out because they know Bad Batch isn't enough to to take Disney+. Plus. I also have begged you for a long time to start watching Big Shot. It's really good, and it still has a couple episodes left before it's over. Again, like I'm, I'm now I'm on uh, Breaking Bad. I'm on season three, episode eight. Skyler's still a bitch. I, I love the show. It's it's fantastic. I'm sorry. Just go watch Ted Lasso and then get I do it again. It, it's on the list. I'm, I'm making my rounds, bro. You I'm put making a Breaking Bad, it. which we've seen a hundred times. No, no. Th- this is only my second rewatch. Really? I, I, yeah, I never went back and rewatched Dude, it a second time. So like, I think I'm, I'm really enjoying myself. Besides, I'm on. She's a bitch. If I if I were to go back and watch Breaking Bad again, I think it'd be number six or seven. Like I I love that show. It's just so bingeable too. Oh, like you know, like I'm noticing little stuff. Like you don't know again. You don't exactly. know. You're, you're picking up on everything. So I, I'm having a great time. That show is like a movie. Every time you watch it, something new. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, another reminder that Sweet Tooth is actually out now on Netflix. By the time you're hearing this, um, we we talked about the trailer of like what the hell did we just watch? And I didn't watch it at the time. Now I did, and I'm oddly excited for this show. Again, I still only watch whatever that trailer I watch. I'm gonna watch it just because I know my boy Chris Dollar been banded on IG. He loves Jeff Lemire. He loves the comic. I'm literally why he he loves it. So I'm I'm watching it for him. It, it was like my boy likes it. Okay, the show's going to be good. Robert Downey backed it. Susan's his wife backed it. All right, I'm, I'm going to give the show a shot. I'm not going to comment. Oh, oh is no. it horrible? I'm not going to comment. 
Oh no! What? 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 What's was what? it? Was it bad? <laughs> What's bad? What? The show? I don't fucking know. It's not out yet. Okay. I've never seen it. I but... thought you saw a sneak peek. No, you said my boy recommended something, so I'll watch it. I'm no, no, no he, he recommended the comic. He loves the comic run. Oh, so if, so you're saying if Ted Lasso or For All Mankind had comics, you'd watch them. Dude, Ted Lasso's the on show. the list. Like, Cobra Kai's <laughs> on the list. Greg, I'm going to watch these shows. I promise you. I promise. Uh, if you have any, and remember Robert Downey Jr. And Again, his wife Ted Lasso, I don't have that service. Just, just work with me. I'm getting there. Trust me. <laughs> I have it. Just ask for my logins. Um, I shouldn't probably say that because then they're going to crack down on that. There you go. Uh, my name's Greg Hall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, Robert Downey Jr. And I think his wife as well, executive yeah. producing Sweet Tooth. A boy turns into a deer and other weird shit. I'm excited. Uh, I, I'll give it a shot. And like I said, if it sucks, I'll just move forward. But I have a weird suspicion that I'm going to oddly really enjoy this. So just a reminder that that exists. This is our real story in TV for the week. And then we will do our top three based on it is that Jupiter's legacy has already been canceled by Netflix after just one season. And they're going to spin off the super crooks. I mean, I, I'm kind of pissed that again, you know, you, you watch a show, you get into it and it gets a cliffhanger it, too. Yeah, it, it, it was, it was, a, it was a huge cliffhanger and it gets canceled and you're just, you're, you're, you're pissed. I know that the show might've had some discrepancies, obviously with Steven S. Knight, our boy who created Spartacus, he left, left it, yeah. he left midway through, then sang Q Kim came on to finish out the show. So it definitely had like a little Frankenstein's monster to it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that they're still sticking with the, um, what do they call that? The Marvel World or like the mm-hmm. Mark Miller Mark Miller World Productions. So they're keeping it there. They're doing the spinoff. So it's going to be around villains instead of kind of the heroes. So I still think they're fine there. I think the spinoff is going to do do good because you can still kind of cameo the hero the heroes in that. They did get released in their contracts. Does that doesn't exclude them or disqualify them from yeah. making cameos? But exactly, you know, from leading roles, so they, they can still do other stuff. But if they, you know, they have time, they could pop into a quick little cameo or something like that. Yeah, I just think that there's so much saturation in the superhero world right now. This came out right around when Invincible came out, which already had an existing comic book. Understanding that Jupiter's Legacy did too; it had pre-existing material. Yeah, but you yeah. got the boys, you got Disney Plus shows, you got DC rocking and rolling. There's just so much in the superhero world that I've said it before. I've got the fatigue, and like you are at least something like this that's not amazing. Like it was okay, and. Like there are fans that hated it. There are fans that liked it. There are fans that loved it. Majority are kind of right in the middle. If it doesn't blow you away, like the boys or like invincible, it's got a very small shot of succeeding. Netflix saw that now they're going to go from a villain aspect, which we don't have a lot of. We're going to get that with suicide squad and things like that coming this year. So it's, it's got potential. Um, but you know, that's this show did nothing for me. So I'm, you know, it will not make my list of top three favorite shows that only lasted one season. Um, but you know, what, what, what did you think of the show outside of, you know, like the cliffhanger? Was it, do you think it does? This was my number three, Greg. This was my number three show. No shit. Yeah. This was my number three. I, I kind of, again, I, I understand you're right. There's so much superhero stuff right now. Everything is kind of be thrown on every, you look on Amazon, it's there. It's Netflix. It's there. Disney plus it's everywhere. I understand. I, I, I get it. So if you didn't watch it again, it it was eight episodes. It wasn't something I, I didn't feel like it was like crazy long to commit in uh mark miller is a you know a, a fantastic writer he has obviously signed a, a humongous deal to netflix he's obviously going to stay in this world I, again it, it's i still think we're going to see some of these people just not 
the way we're used to. Again, the, I think the, the villain is a better touch. I think you're going to draw more people in because I think you can kind of maybe have it more R than what it is right now. Hmm. Okay, so I'm 0 for 1. Oh, my predictions for your list. And that'll actually transition us well into the top three. I did I, not. I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. You know, again, like it's, you know, it only is a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I, I get it. It wasn't reviewed well. I, I like Josh Tumel. I kind of liked what it was about, how they ex- explained, you know, uh, his past when he was younger, how he got the powers and kind of what his kids are up to now, which are kind of way different than what kind of he was doing. And it just kind of the world they're in now and how they're trying to live and what happens when his son kills one of their villains and, and, and the world reacting to that. I I just thought it was a different take on superheroes. I just did not see that one coming. So Oh, for one. And I thought I had all three. Some of the fighting was cool. That's all I'll say, but Hey, the other two, you're sure ones for my list. I choose, and I'm sure you did too, even if it was, not intentional. I chose to ignore and not count like mini series like the undoing or mayor of East town, which would have absolutely yeah. been on my list or like the night of on, on HBO, like yeah. those type of things that were destined for one season all the time off. stayed away from. These were shows that were meant to have legs. My number three, we dedicated an episode title of this podcast to this show. Netflix, I think somewhere between 16 and 18, I think maybe 17. I can't remember. Everything sucks. Um, I, we, dude, there was a hashtag for the show. Bring back. Everything sucks. There were Twitter accounts. There was literally the title of our episode. It was your pick of the week. I remember. Yeah. The title of our episode that week was bring back. Everything sucks. I am a big, like high school, not like this, you know, Degrassi type all the time, but like, I am so into those type of shows that bring me back to a time in my life where I was confused where I had no idea what I want to do with my life, where I blah, blah, blah. And it just, and also it was set in the nineties, which to me, there was no better decade in the history. I just said to Ashley last night, it is a shame that our daughters are not going to be able to grow up in the nineties with Nickelodeon, without cell phones, all of that stuff. Uh, But this show was set in 1990s, Oregon, where members of a, a, a high school AV club, they clash with the drama club. And it's just fun. 10 episode, you know, half hour story. It's Netflix. You can still watch it and it's still really good. It's really enjoyable. I uh, recently went back and watched it just to make sure it's got some comedy. It's got some drama. If you like that high school kind of age stuff like sex education and all that, this show's for you. My number two was Constantine. Uh-huh. I was, I'm I mean, for- it's, it's again, like the next two you're a hundred percent going to get. That's just, there's just not, nothing I could do about it. <laughs> I, I think the the main flaw of this show was it was on NBC. Uh-huh. It was on NBC on like a Friday night. It was t- it was you know a tough time to watch, but I I did watch the thirteen episodes that they gave it. A little David S. Goyer creation, and this uh, this is like Matt Ryan. He he killed this role again. I I like the Keanu Reeves version we got. That's a different version of of Constantine to me. I did like it, but Matt Ryan kind of came in and actually was like the. The Constantine that, you know, you at least I read on like Justice League Dark or something like that. Like, I recognize this one. And mm-hmm. to have a cast like Emmett J. Scalen, he was cast as Jim Corrigan. If you know who Jim Corrigan is in comics, that's the Spectre. So to have the Spectre in the show, one of the villains was Papa Midnight. I, it had a 77% of Rotten Tomatoes, so it was reviewed well. It was just, again, it was on NBC. The timing was horrible, so it, it got horrible ratings. But thankfully... You know, he, they, they, like DC knew 
they knew he Matt Ryan was fantastic. They kept him in. They brought him in the CW. Let's mm-hmm. tomorrow. He was on Arrow. I'm sure Flash. I'm sure you know the crossovers. And then he was he even came back on the voice of the animated uh, Constantine City Demons. So he kind of mm-hmm. came back, did that. I, w- I wouldn't. I would love if he did another sequel to that because that was fantastic. I love the character and hopefully continues. I know he's still on Legends of Tomorrow, still with Matt Ryan. So Constantine it was you know short, but it was a good one. Uh, my number two, I've talked about it on this pod again. It's like, I love high school drama. This is a college drama. Actually, it's it's actually strictly uh, comedy. It's hilarious. Can I say it? Yeah. Freaks and Geeks? No. Uh, undeclared. Undeclared. Uh, an 8 out of 10 on on IMDb out of 17,000 ratings. Like This show is at well ahead of its time, and that's why I think, personally, it didn't do any more than 18-episode first season run. 2001 to 2003 uh, across those years for its season. Only one episode, no one, and only one in 03. So it was really just the one season really in 2002. But like when you look at this cast, Jay Baruchal, Carla Gallo, Charlie Hunnam, Seth Rogen, Adam Sandler was in an episode, Tim Sharp, uh, Jason Siegel, like it's star-studded. Judd Apatow wrote it, you know, very much like Freaks and Geeks. This was that cult classic, but on a college level as opposed to high school. And it's about a set of guys in a dorm and a set of girls in a dorm and trying to figure out their freshman year of college. And it's hilarious in every way. When I'm doing dumb shit, this is what I put on in the background. It's only 18 episodes, but it feels like 10 seasons because it's just like every time you watch it, something new happens. It's hilarious. All the shit that I went through in college happens in this show. It's like, I remember when I did that. I remember when I didn't do that. And I remember when that girl didn't want to talk to me. Oh, <sighs> but undeclared is an absolute gold mine of a cult classic comedy uh, television show. You can like YouTube every episode. They're super available. If you want to watch them, they're not in syndication anywhere. Um, and they're not on a streaming service. I wonder why that is, but go check it out. It's hilarious. Undeclared. My number one, it's firefights. It's the best one yep. season show ever. It's, it's, yep. it's, I don't even want to talk about it. There's not even an argument. This is probably the only work Josh Whedon besides vendors one that I will support. Nathan Fillion, he was. Well, I mean, Buffy, but you're not. Nah, Buffy, Buffy that's great. Nope. Taking, that can go down with him. <laughs> 14 episodes. <laughs> Nathan Fillion was fantastic. We had Marina Baccarin, the freaking goddess in this. Alan Tudyk, who is hilarious. Uh, Summer Glau, who you eventually comes in. I, I, again, I, this is, it, it's a space, it's a space western. A little drama, some comedy, some action. I, again, I, I think this is another show that just got a horrible time slot. Horrible day, horrible time slot. You got killed, and I was on Fox. So you got killed one season. That's a damn shame. Thankfully, they did come together in the movie Serenity in 2005. That was actually a lot better than I was expecting. A little different, but I liked it. I I've always hoped that we're still going to continue it somehow, but I doubt it. But I know now you can. there's comics you can read on it now, but still 14 episodes, one of the best shows. One season, it only got Firefly. Yes, yeah, so I was two for three, um, and Firefly and Constantine were the first two I thought of. And do you remember this morning when I texted you? I said, "Oh, you jarred my memory for the third one." Yeah, Swamp Thing. Oh my god! Wow, did it overtake Jupiter's Legacy? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, dude, honestly, Swamp Thing's probably number two. I had them as I, Firefly. Dude, I completely forgot. I had them as Firefly, Constantine, and Swamp Thing in my order for you. Dude, honestly, I, I would probably put Swamp Thing number two. 
just because the season, season one was a banger. I, I did love Constantine, but I thought Swamp Thing was was unique. Firefly's on my list. Never watched it. So I'm like, I'm, and I'm oddly excited too. Like I really, really. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that should be on the list. It's, it's 14 episodes. You can bank it. If you like Nathan Fillion, his type of comedy, you're going to love this. If you, if again, you loved uh galaxy quest, you're going to yeah. love this. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to try out firefly very soon. Um, but yeah, you, you said it. My number one is freaks and geeks. It was, the, um, it was the only one I wrote down for you. I was like, if this isn't on his list, his list is bullshit. It's it's <laughs> the most obvious number one I've ever had. And like, unless you're like, Greg, what's your favorite thing in the world? I'm like, pizza. Like, that's probably the only thing more predictable. It, Freaks and Geeks is impeccable television. Again, ahead of its time. Ahead, again, a Judd Apatow joint, if you will. Um, uh, where do I even start? 8.8 8 out of 10, 133,000 reviews on IMDb, and it almost gets a 9. How this show didn't get a second uh, season, I agree with you. It's time slot. It was also network. I think it was a combination of those two. You go back to high school. So you're going high school, college, high school for me. A high school mathlete starts hanging out with a group of burnouts while her younger brother navigates his freshman year. The uh, younger brother is John Francis Daly. We love him in, in t- uh, what's that movie with the restaurant? Uh, oh, my God. Ryan Reynolds. Waiting. Waiting. Thank you. We loved him in that. He was hilarious. Um, uh, 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 Linda, uh, was that Cardinelli? Cardellini? Cardellini, yep. Yeah. She's the main character, the sister who I was just referring to, that, the mathlete. She's in it. James Franco. Sam Levine is in it. Um, Seth Rogen's in it. Jason Siegel. You're starting to pick up a trend here with Judd Apatow and who he liked to cast. Martin Starr is in it. Becky Ann Baker. Joe Flaherty. Busy Phillips. Like, you talk about a star-studded Dave Allen, a cast that was so far ahead of its time with characters that were so far ahead of its time. 18 episodes. I remember every single one in detail. I go back to this show probably every three or four years to watch it straight through in like two days because it's just impeccable. Now, it's not in like when we went to high school, kind of like everything sucks is kind of when we were in school. This one takes place a little bit before that in the 70s and 80s. I think the 80s. Uh, so I don't really have those kind of high school memories, but my God, is it funny and weird and quirky and just, you're never bored. You're always entertained. And I would give anything to have a second or third season of this show. I am shocked they are not doing a revival or a reboot with even a newer cast or something. They're just probably too busy. They're just too busy. Not even with the same cast. I'm, I'm saying just like in general, I'm glad they're not because I want this show to like be preserved in history as my favorite oh, one season show. I know. Tell me they're fucking doing the wonder years, which is going to ruin my love of that show. But Oh my God, like freaks and geeks is absolutely perfection. Mwah. Chef's kiss of television. That was our top three. I what is So you're putting, you're officially putting swamp thing on your yes, list. Swamp thing. I, I do. I had a brain fart. That's easy. Number two, Conce number three, Jupiter's legacy. Good, but get off the list. All right. So I got three for three. The order was wrong. But I'm happy that I got that I got the yeah, thing for three. Hey, I, I do it as long as you had freaks and geeks. I'm good. I accept <laughs> I, your list, and, and I accept your your guess of my list. That works. Uh, one quick music impression, and then Sam C- CGC TCG to end us out. Hot Mulligan. I won't reach out to you. The EP is out now. I said the same thing I'm going to say about bearings last year that I have like a small issue with with this record. And it's not the songs, it's not the music, it's the release. And like Bearings, we heard five of the ten songs before the record came out. And to me, that was too much. With this record, I won't reach out to you. It's five songs, 12 minutes, a nice quick EP. You're rocking and rolling. 
there's of the five songs, two were released beforehand. And mm. like when you only have three songs to roll with and two of those three songs are under two minutes long, there's not a lot of new material here that I wanted to hear. And you, I've said it before featuring Mark Hoppus. That song is my favorite hot Mulligan song of all time. It's that it's the best. And it's still the standout of this record. It's a, you know, that song alone makes this record great. But where I was hoping for was either a sixth song or just keep it at just one single. Even if you just gave me pop shove it, I'd have been fine with that. Um, and I waited to hear featuring Mark Hoppus, although that song is putting them places that they deserve to go like over a million streams already on Spotify. It's a week old. Like it, it's just, it's doing very, very well. And I'm really happy for the band. Don't cry. Uh, please don't cry. You have swag is that soft melodic ender. One for the boy is a nice opener. Then losing days is actually a, a it's kind of a sleeper hit for me. Probably my second favorite song on the record. It's five bangers. You can't go wrong. Um, but I just wish I didn't hear so much of it before it came out. Obviously the highest regards hot mulligan the i won't reach out to uep out now please go listen to this band they are phenomenal sam your cgc tcg tcg spotlight this week is probably my second or third favorite pokemon ever uh i don't even care about the kit condition it was more about the card the pokemon i Lugia. remember have i remember having it as a kid and you probably traded it to carmen or sold it like i always did but this is tyranitar Wow, first. I thought Tyranitar was your favorite. Is that Charizard? Yeah, Char- dude, I'm, I'm a sucker. Charizard was gotcha. the first. The, that was the first love. Gotcha. But Tyranitar, first edition, Neo Discovery, Hollow, you know, CGC. It's in a 5.5, excellent plus condition. <clears throat> the centering is a 9. I understand it's a little bit left to right, so that's why they went with the 9. The surface is a 5. Corners is a 6. Edges is a 6. So even if I really got this kind of cleaned or anything, this is like the best grade it's going to get. And to be perfectly honest, I'm I'm fine with the five five. I'm just happy to have the card. The hollow looks awesome. I don't see you know like you know a lot of them hollows back in the day always had them uh, crease lines. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't have it thankfully. But again, there's still no CGC TCG popper board for the cards. I'm sure they're working on it. I know people are calling for it. So I checked P- uh, PSA's popper port. There's only 379 total in the census. Thought there'd be more. There's two fours, six fives, 13 sixes, 37s, 62 eights, 212 nines, and 54 tens. Again, like, you know, like Charizard, like Pokemon like that, there's, you know, thousands over 10,000 graded. So that, see, this card only have 300 and something. I'm kind of shocked because Tyranitar is kind of, I don't know, like that was the Pokemon back in the day where I leveled him up and I beat the entire Elite Four with him. Like, you know, he, to me, he's a little badass. You once told me that he was your first and only ever one level 100 Pokemon. Like, I, I, I get, I, I don't remember if I ever, he was one Pokemon that I never used one rare candy. And he was, I'm t- he was either like 98, 99 or 100. I don't, I, again, it's been so many years since I played Game Boy, but he was right around there and the game's lost and I lost everything. But <laughs> seems uh, to be a trend with you and Pokemon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it is. But I'm happy to just to see the way he looked, the way the hollow is, the 5-5, five, five, great. And again. I love this uh, CGC cases that they're sturdy. I feel like I can't just like snap this with my bare hands, you know, got into like a little, like one mil little case, just, you know, dust or whatnot, but I love it. That's my boy. Tyranitar first edition, Neo discovery. You'll see it on our uh, Instagram post of this episode. I love when Sam sends me the photo of whatever book or card or game he you go has back in time. You go back in it's, time and it's a great showcase for the Instagram post. And if you miss that, when we post our episodes on IG, 
uh, to let you know they're available. Keep scrolling because the episode description is there with time codes and Sam spotlight is actually in there. It's a great opportunity for you to go back if you haven't and look at all of our post episodes and you can see all of, I'm sorry, episode posts and you can see all of Sam's previous spotlights in their beautiful, you know, books, games, cards. We got them all. Yeah. It's phenomenal. So, uh, and I love Tyranitar as well. One of my favorites. He's so badass, and he's in new Pokemon Snap, and he does the coolest animation. And I got a four star of him that was. Wait, does he eat an apple? Picture? Nope. Okay, so that, that, that's just like him sleep by the dumpster. Okay, that's oh, just. Oh, he's got something even cooler. Oh, uh, so I'm, I love that. I'm excited for you to see that when you do eventually come over. But like anyway, great episode. Really loved it. Short, sweet, and to the point. Episode 239, we're off now to go do our second episode of the evening at 10 o'clock at night, uh, the uh, the E3 2021 predictions bonus episode. So hang on to your asses for that one. Uh, let that one just keep playing when this one's done. Pick it up. Can't wait. Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us for episode 239. We'll see you next week for episode 240. Would you say you're completely full of shit or just 50%? I hope just 50, but who knows? <laughs>